Hey everyone! Welcome to another episode of the Radium Girls. Before we get into today's story, don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe to our channel, and be sure to turn on notifications so you don't miss when we upload. If you'd like to send us topics that you'd want us to cover or send us a question you'd like for us to answer, leave a comment down below for our YouTube listeners or head to our Facebook page where you can send us a message. Stay tuned for the end of the episode for today's question. In today's story, we'll be talking about one man's alien encounter from his perspective. <laughs> Travis Walton worked as a tree thinner in the mid-1970s in Arizona. His story begins while he was working in the Apache Sitgreaves National Forest on a typical Wednesday with several of his co-workers he carpooled with. The men gathered their gear and loaded up in his co-worker Mike's old pickup truck at the end of their day. Not anticipating anything to happen to the truck on the way home, they expected to be home around 7.30 p.m. As the men were joking about Mike's old beat-up truck making all kinds of noises, Chas's eye was caught by a light shining through the trees on the right side of the highway, about 100 yards in front of them. At first, he assumed the light was just the sunset going down, until the moment he realized the sun had been set 30 minutes prior to this. He thought maybe it was some hunters camped there, or some headlights, or perhaps even a campfire. Some of his co-workers must have caught sight of it too, because they had fallen silent. Spooky! As they got closer to the light, they got a glimpse of it through an opening between the trees. Straining to make sense of the glimmering light, Travis could see a yellowish brilliance covering their path onto the road about 40 yards ahead. Mike would drive into the woods to get an unobstructed view of the source of this radiant light when suddenly they were electrified by the most incredible sight the men had ever seen in their lives. Mike would turn the truck off as they all watched, spellbound by the sight. About 20 feet above the ground, a strange gold disc hovered silently. Their attention was riveted on the object in front of them. One would be two. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> the craft was stationary, hovering well below the treetops near the crest of a ridge. The edges of the craft had mechanical precision, in sharp contrast to the ruggedness of the dark surroundings of the forest. It's a UFO! Spooky! The soft yellow haze from the craft would dimly illuminate the immediate area with an eerie glow. Under the weird light, the area surrounding would have bizarre hues of color that were very different from their natural colors. The trees, the brush, and the grass all reflected subtle, peculiar new shades. Travis would estimate the object to be about 15 to 20 feet in diameter and 8 to 10 feet thick. <coughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> the flattened disc had a shape like two gigantic pie pans. <laughs> what? <laughs> what I say? Dissolve it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> The flattened disc had a shape like two gigantic pie pans placed lip to lip with this. <laughs> what does he have to describe? His words, okay? His words. <laughs> These are his words. We're quoting him. This whole story is based on his story. I mean, what he said. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Ooh, okay. With a small round bowl turned upside down on the top. Barely visible, they could see a white dome over the upper outline of the ship. They could also see darker stripes of a dull silver sheen that divided the glowing areas into panel-like sections. So, this is 
This doesn't seem like a very big UFO. Eight to ten feet, right? Yeah, I mean... Thick. What, this table's six feet? Yeah. So maybe just a little bit longer than this? I'm si almost six foot, so... Yeah. I mean, it's big, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it's kind of small for a little, but the, little alien. But that's, that's how tall it is. Yeah. Or how thick it is. But it's then, 15 to 20 feet in diameter. So that's how, like, wide it is. But this doesn't seem very big, because then it's also, like... Think of, like, a swimming pool. Yeah, but it's not like a cylinder. It's like a... You know what? My swimming pool is like 20-something feet. Yeah. It's about like that, and it's like a... I'm picturing it like this. <laughs> <laughs> like It's like this, and it has a dome on top. That's what I'm picturing. Like an alien. Uh, like like a spaceship, you know? Yeah, and a dome. Yeah. That still doesn't seem... Well, it depends on like... This is just like a... A searcher vehicle. <laughs> well, you also have to consider this is the seventies, so though they didn't have the technology back then. What for something like that? The aliens. <laughs> oh no no no! I mean, like for for like a human in the seventies to see something that big, that sort of technology. They in the had woods. planes back then. <laughs> well, planes, yeah, but not like hovering in the woods. Well, it's not like we see that now. Well, that's true. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty big, but... I mean, I'm like, it doesn't... For... I mean, I don't know where the story... If yeah. it stays in this ship or not. Yeah, that's but, true. We we haven't gotten yeah. to the rest of the story to see if um, <laughs> this is his only encounter. Maybe he talks about more. We'll find out. Yeah. There were no visible antenna or protrusions of any kind. Nothing that resembled a hatch, ports, or window-like structures. There was also no motion nor sound emitting from the craft. It almost appeared to be dead in the air. It's crazy how UFOs can just, like, just... The technology, they can mm -hmm. just stay right there. Yeah, just be there. Yeah. How? The world may never know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Travis suddenly felt the need to see the craft at a close range. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> He felt afraid it would fly away, and he would miss the opportunity of a lifetime to satisfy the curiosity surrounding this experience. Um, that would be me. <laughs> like, you're going to be running I out to it? I would definitely, like, no. yes. Yeah. I'll take a picture of you. <laughs> <laughs> From the truck. Yeah. yeah. Record my experience. In case I don't come back to that. tell the story. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'll have evidence. I definitely would do that. I would definitely check it out. I'd get close, you mm. know. As long as I felt like it wasn't about to hurt me, or... How would you know? I, I was about to say, or, or if they made me feel that it wasn't going to hurt me, then I'd definitely just go with the flow. You're going to get under it, and then they're going to beam you. I'd be like, I'm home. I'm home. Take me. <laughs> Take me. He got about six feet away from the ship when he noticed the barely audible sound coming from it. He would go on to say there were intermittent high, piercing, beeping, and low rumbling sounds emitting. The tones were so mixed that it was impossible for him to compare it to anything he had ever heard before. Suddenly, there was a powerful increase in vibrations from the craft. <laughs> Sorry. Travis jumped, then saw the saucer start wobbling on its axis with a quickening motion and a pattern like an unstabilized top. And for those kids out there that don't know what a top is, <laughs> yeah. like... We can put a picture. <laughs> yeah, let's put a picture up for you. Mm -hmm. Because you need to you need to get a top. 
You need a top in your life. Yeah. I used to play with them a lot. Did you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I loved them. And then they remind me of Inception. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Well, that's what the saucer was doing. Picture it like a top. You know, it's about to fall. And you don't know if it's going to fall because it's like Inception. So are you dreaming or are you not? (laughs) Great movie. The same side continued to face him as it remained hovering about that same height while it wobbled. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it was just like vibrating in the spot, <clears throat> wobbling, I guess. So it wasn't yeah. spinning, it was just like. Yeah, it was just like. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Have you ever been in an MRI? Mm-hmm. You know those sounds it makes? That, like when ooh, I went in ooh, one. Ooh, ooh, ooh. No, I, well, yeah, and it was like. I swear it's like alien sounds. I was like getting taken to another dimension. Huh? An MRI, not like a CAT scan or anything. Yeah. You get into the tube. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, mine made like alien noises. Like high pitch, low pitch, all kinds of noise. And and I had like a migraine <laughs> before going in there. Well, I mean, it's radiation. No, I had a migraine before oh. going in there. And that made it even worse. And well, it yeah. felt like I was just going into another dimension. <laughs> I don't remember what it was like. It's been a long time since oh, I've makes had one. Crazy noises. <laughs> I might have loud. Felt, fell asleep. Fell asleep? No, it grew loud. Well, I think they even give you head, head we call them earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> we call them, <laughs> we call them <laughs> earplugs. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Google some sounds. <laughs> Google some sounds. <laughs> Maybe we can put some sounds in. Yeah, if you find, like, yeah. Yeah. When Ooh, you're doing that, it's crazy. If you find some sounds, put them in, plug them in. Plug them in here. Plug them in. <laughs> yeah. What would you do if you walked up on something and then, like, it started wobbling like that? If it was, like, putting out some piercing beeping, I would run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds and wobbling, it's about to do so something to me. sounds that does it, not just the wobbling. <laughs> the, the wobbling, too. Okay. <laughs> After being still and then it starts wobbling, like, no, something's about to happen. It's about to take me. I probably would have stepped back maybe about 20 feet, but I definitely would have stood there and watched <laughs> just the show. There. I would have. I've been like, beat me up, Scott. <laughs> yes. yes, that would be you. You're on an anal probe, you. <laughs> <laughs> my friend, y'all. <laughs> this is my friend. <laughs> A blue-green ray shot out from the bottom of the craft. That's what's taking you. <laughs> Walton saw and heard nothing. All he would feel is the numbing force of a blow that felt like high-voltage electrocution. Look, that's you! (laughs) (laughs) It struck him in the head and chest. Mm -hmm. His mind sank quickly into blackness. He didn't know what hit him, but as soon as it did, he did not see, hear, or feel anything afterwards. See, that's what's going to happen to you if you approach a space. I'm okay with it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) His co-worker saw his body arch backwards, arms and legs outstretched as the force of the blow lifted him off the ground. Hmm. Like you see all the movies, you know? (laughs) Like when they're beaming them up in the movies, they just like... Yeah, you're getting electrocuted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He was hurled backwards 10 feet into the air. His body would land limply and lay motionless, spread out on the ground. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah that does suck. <laughs> UFO just got you. <laughs> Freaked out, the men got into Mike's truck and hightailed it out of there. 
After driving a few miles, the men stopped and came to their senses and traveled back to the encounter area to look for their coworker and friend. That would be me. I'd be... <laughs> like, oh, she on the ground. Let's go. You wouldn't, like, stay to help me or make sure I was still alive? I'm scared. <laughs> what if I'm next? Oh, well, I'm like, I mean, yeah. I'm going to get help. <laughs> help. Yeah. Help. Help. <laughs> help in quotes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, I'll come back for you. Yeah, the mm-hmm. next day when it's daylight and you have, like, many people helping look for me. <laughs> yeah, see, I'll search party. Yeah, I'll search party for you. <laughs> I would have probably thought you were dead after getting electrocuted. Yeah, and seeing me, like, go, yeah. or seeing whoever just do that, like, in the air yeah, and their go, body just... Go 10 feet back mm-hmm. and just... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would have checked your pulse first before I just left you. If that were me, if the roles were reversed. What if you're contaminated? I mean... It's the 70s. Who's thinking of that? (laughs) (laughs) No, they think UFOs have contamination. I don't know. (laughs) They maybe just thought it was radium. (laughs) Maybe they brought the radium. Maybe. Upon arriving, they found no evidence of anything. No tracks, no trace of a craft being there, no trace of his body hitting the ground, nothing. They decided to call authorities. No. How are you going to call a cop? (laughs) (laughs) For real. I mean, they didn't have cell phones back then. That's true. Maybe like the big ones. (laughs) So I'm like trying to think of when the big ones came out. I feel like that was the 80s, though. Yeah, I feel like that was later. I could be wrong. They had like, you remember those ones that that was like attached in the car? Yes. (laughs) I don't think he had one of those. (laughs) No. Especially he had an old beat up truck and they were making fun of it, you know? They were already making fun of how old it was. So he definitely didn't have a phone. Well, so they decided to call authorities, so they had to go find, like, a payphone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I had to leave you again yeah. somewhere. Well, you at that point, you don't even know where I'm at. Yeah. We're still them. talking like it's me. <laughs> I, I love it. Travis. Travis. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Travis wakes up in excruciating pain that is so bad, he almost loses consciousness again. His body felt burned inside and out. Where are you, Travis? Mm-hmm. Where'd you go? <laughs> they missed you, but they left you. <laughs> they left you, but you know. <laughs> Once he gained his awareness, he noticed the room having a triangular shape to it, with the ceiling being taller on one end and shorter on the other. At first, he thought he had been brought to the hospital. Then he felt something cool and smooth pressing down lightly on his chest. He was able to look down to see his chest was exposed with a strange device curved around his body. It was about four to five inches thick, and he could feel it extended from his armpits to a few inches above his belt. It curved down to the middle of each side of his ribcage. It appeared to be made of shiny dark gray metal or plastic. Hmm. It's like a restraint, a whole body restraint. Or half but it wasn't body like, restraint. yeah, it's not a restraint. It said pressing down on him lightly. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's weird. Yeah, because whenever I read this initially and thought of it, like, I guess I, I, I pictured, like, the middle piece pressing on his chest, but then the rest of it just, like, like holding? Hovering H- above him? Hovering. Or not hovering, but just, like, hugging? Not touching him. What? But just, I don't know how to explain it. I don't <laughs> what, know is how it, like, to plastic? It. 
Or metal, one of the two. But oh, I just pictured, okay. so like, like, the middle piece him. was touching him. Like, I felt like I pictured it like a piece was touching him here, and then it came out and, like, just curved around uh, him like this. Not okay. touching him, but just, like... Like an MRI. <laughs> yeah, like, it was an MRI, but the but the center piece was, like... I was Honest thinking, shit. like, touching, like, his sternum. Like, you know, yeah. covering his whole sternum. That's what I was picturing when I read this. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. So his vision abruptly cleared, and he saw three creatures standing over him with luminous brown eyes the size of quarters, wearing orange-colored surgical-type jumpsuits. What would you do? I would freak out. Am I restrained or not? Right, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) I'd probably be so scared I couldn't scream. I don't know. Yeah. Be frozen in fright? Yeah. Yeah. What would you do? I, I think I would just be like, this is freaking cool. No, girl, they got you restrained. <laughs> I would just be like, I would, just, I think I would really like look at them and take them in and see like, like Mm-mm. try to figure them out before I'd figure out what this Mm-mm. device is on me. <laughs> Some kind of alien coming up to me. No, no. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> what are y'all about to do to me? Mm, they're going to get you, girl. That's okay. Y'all come get me. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead, take her. <laughs> I mean, like, I've got an alien tattoo. I don't know if you They don't see. care what you got. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, they don't care, but I'm just showing showing the listeners and I guess telling you guys, you know, I, I got this little alien right here. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to get more aliens tattooed on me. I'm all for the alien mm-hmm. stuff. Definitely going to have more stories about them in the future, by the way. That'll yeah. excite me. <laughs> but yeah, I'll just be like, I'm home. Mm-mm. Now, what are you doing to me? Okay, cool. <laughs> They're about to experiment on you. Do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're going to find out, oh, we've been missing her. She's one of our own. <laughs> we've been missing her. <laughs> we found the missing link. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> too, good, too, too funny. He struck out, hitting one of them with the back of his arm, knocking it into the other one. He was so weakened, it was more of a push. He noticed it was a soft feeling, like a fat-like sponginess. He was light and had fallen back easily. Oh, he sounds cute. (laughs) So now you're for the aliens? He sounds a little cute. (laughs) A little spongy and soft. So not as harmless as they were before? I don't know. (laughs) Depends on what they can do. (laughs) The device that was connected to him crashed to the floor. No wires, no tubes, just the device. It would rock back and forth on its upper side, sending beams of greenish light onto the floor. So was that the thing that was, like, attached to him? Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't really attached to him. It was just, like... Oh. <laughs> yeah, because there was no tubes, no wires, nothing, like, attached so to him. It was just kind of laying some there. plastic. I think on. that's why I pictured it the way it was. Like, not touching him except yeah. for that one part. Okay. As the creature started towards him, he grabbed a cylinder about 18 inches long from a bench next to him to defend himself. He tried to break it to have a sharp object of defense, but it would not break. So, an 18-inch cylinder. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's like... <laughs> but I wonder what the cylinder was made out of, or what it looked like it was made out of, or something. Like, metal... Because he's, he's trying to break it with a glass. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure he probably thought it was some sort of glass, like a... Yeah. You know, whatever they like have. a fluorescent bulb is what I'm picturing. Mm. You know, like one of those long fluorescent ones, mm-hmm. the, the long ones. 
that's what I'm picturing, and it's definitely probably not made out of glass, but some whatever, sort of alien Yeah, material. whatever they have on their planet. Undestructible. Yeah, definitely undestructible. Undestructible? It did not break. Indestructible. In, in, I don't know. Indestructible. It wasn't destructive or something. <laughs> it wouldn't break. Yeah, it would not break. <laughs> Travis would describe in detail how these creatures looked human-like as far as having two arms, two legs, hands with five fingers each, and a head. But beyond that, there were no other similarities to the details a normal human has. Their heads were disproportionately large for their puny bodies. Their skin was white, marshmallow-looking, and the orange jumpsuit had no grain like any typical cloth has. He even recalled there not being any seams on the jumpsuits. He also noticed they had unusually small feet around size 4 and wore pinkish tan footwear, but he could not make out any details on the shoes. It's a weird-looking little alien. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, creepy. Marshmallow-looking. Mmm. Yum. Yes. <laughs> okay, before we go any further, this this could have been a question we asked later on, but it's too relevant right now. How do you prefer your roasted marshmallows? What like, do you mean? Burnt? Like crispy? Oh. A little bit of burnt? Like, how do you roast them? I don't like anything burnt. I don't like the burnt taste of anything. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm trying to comprehend this response. What do you mean? Like, the black char on stuff. I don't like it. I'm just trying to, I guess, I, I guess I'm trying to process what else somebody would eat. Like, I guess like a turkey, like if you're roasting a turkey, if it's burnt, you don't like that? Also, or about like any kind of like barbecue or something, if it's like a burnt part. Oh, you know, I don't like barbecue, so. <laughs> but yeah, okay, that's what I'm picturing because I mm-hmm. do like my, like, turkey or chicken cooked, like, on a barbecue pit, but mm-hmm. so long as it doesn't taste barbecued. Like smoky, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I can deal with smoky as if it's like maple or some sort of a flavor. <laughs> yeah. But I think I know what you mean. I just don't like. So how do you do the marshmallows burn. then? Like a little bit brown, <laughs> <laughs> brown not black. Mine has to be completely charred. Oh my god, no! And I'll pull off the outer layer. It's bitter. Eat it. Ew! And then I'll rechar the center. Oh my god! And then pull and keep doing that until you I are have an alien. <laughs> I said, ow. That would just surprise me. So, yeah, I like them extremely charred. Yeah. You might as well just melt the whole thing in a pan and just let it cook. Not a bad idea. <laughs> but when I do roast marshmallows, I can only have, like, maybe three tops and then That's I'm sweet. done. I just can't. Because it's sweet? I think the stickiness of it. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know? Even though it's pretty much charred, so there's hardly any stickiness left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, I have to like, I get it, fl- I, I get it up in flames, and then I turn it upside down, and it just like engulfs the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I just watch it burn, and then it just like bubbles, and it's all charred, and then I blow it out, and My then I let it cool, and I just like peel it off like this and eat it, and then that center part's kind of gooey. I reburn it. Mm-mm. Really, really want some marshmallows. <laughs> Roasted marshmallows. I get a little crispy, but not burnt. I just don't know how people can do that. It's not too like gooey. Like I'll just like shove chewy, the whole thing in your mouth. I guess. It's a, it's a marshmallow. I don't know. I don't like the <laughs> chewiness of marshmallows. Yeah. I can do marshmallows like in my hot chocolate, but but they'll dissolve eventually. Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> I always found people who like marshmallows just like them, like plain Jane. Mm. 
just strange. No, I can't really eat them by themselves. Mm-hmm. Not anymore, anyway. Maybe when I was a kid. When I was a kid, yeah. yeah I could, like, take a couple bites and then I was good, yeah. like, plain Jane. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fun one. This was not our question of the day, but very curious to know how you eat your marshmallows. Yeah. Do you roast them? Do you like them dry, plain and dry? You know, nothing on them? Do you char them like me or do you, a little bit of brown like Val? Yeah. Let us know. Leave us a comment if you're listening to our podcast solely. Head over to our Facebook page. Drop a comment on our episode or send us a message, um, whatever you prefer to do. Let's get back to the story. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So shouting at them for answers to no response, the creatures abruptly left the room, leaving Travis there to plan an escape. He noticed there was a curving hallway about three feet wide just outside the door. He looked in the direction the creatures left, but no one was in sight. This is, he scared the fuck out of them aliens. Yeah, they're like, no, get the hell out like, of the oh, no. <laughs> Like, he just pushed me. <laughs> the little alien went flying backwards. Like, oh my god, he escaped the contraption? Like, what? What do we do now? He's strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he ran down the hallway that continuously curved to the right until he stopped in the opening of a door. The room was totally empty except for a single chair that faced away from him. Checking the door to ensure he wasn't being observed, he slowly crept towards the chair. As he got closer, the room got darker. He would step back to see the room get brighter and get closer to see that it was truly happening and not just a figment of his imagination. That's like something out of a fun house. Oh, yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> you get closer, it gets darker, and you back up and it's brighter. It's like a trick. Mm. A mo- um, that's freaking, yeah. Yeah. What are y'all doing over there? Mm-hmm. What kind of technology is this? <laughs> <laughs> when he got to the chair, the controls were visible on the arms of the chair. One had a lever and the other was a lime green screen with black lines that intersect with each other like longitude and latitude on a map with buttons underneath. There were no symbols or words anywhere to direct him on what it was for. Is he about to sit in that chair? <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> oh no! It just makes us makes me think of something out of like, um, oh my god, what was that movie? Uh, mm, crap. What? Who is what? Give me some details. The galaxy something. Uh, Tim Allen. Oh, Galaxy Quest. Is that it? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> it reminds me of something like out of Galaxy Quest that's like staged. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like just the chair and, and it's got the controls and the levers and, and there's no buttons or nothing because it's not real. It's like a stage yeah. show. Like mm-hmm. Galaxy Quest. If you have not seen Galaxy Quest, That's I highly forever. suggest it. I love that movie. <laughs> of course I do. It's Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Such a fantastic movie. But that's what I imagine when I, when I hear the description of this. Like, Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's It's almost staged. Yeah. Maybe this stage and they're just watching them. Mm-hmm. He impulsively pushed on one of the green buttons to which nothing happened. Why would you do that? Why would you push a button? <laughs> well, yeah, no. I mean, maybe he thought he was dreaming at this point, you know? Like, if yeah, I thought I was dreaming, yeah, true. I'm going to push all the buttons. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> but he just said he wasn't dreaming. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true, but. I would not be pushing any What more buttons. could you lose? It ain't going to be no escape for you. <laughs> It's going to be like an alert. (laughs) That could, yeah, it could be. Mm -hmm. Let's find out. 
He did notice the lines had moved, and recklessly, he pressed a button after button until he sat down and started pushing the lever forward. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Just pushing everything. Yes. I'd be like, I've seen Galaxy Quest. I know how this goes. <laughs> Put the pedal to the metal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he decided to stop as he was afraid if the craft truly was flying, he might crash it or throw it off course and get lost. Here's your sign. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) Leaving the chair, he looked around for another exit or another way out. But as he turned, he saw a human standing in the doorway he entered from. He was frozen. This man was about six foot tall, muscular, and and evenly proportioned. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I loved that. He ran up to the man asking all kinds of questions, but the man remained silent. He would grab Travis firmly but gently by the arm and gesture to go with him. He led him out of the room and hurried him to a closed door that would slide open into a wall. Where'd this man come from? I still wouldn't have gone with him. Like, I would have tried to get out of his... He grabbed him firmly but gently and led him. I still would have, like, tried to get out of his (laughs) grip. Tried to fight him? Yeah. But that's the only other human... Well, you don't care about humans. So. Well, I mean, at this point, it's like, you know, what What more could they be capable of? Just because he looks like a human, does that mean that he really is a human? That's true. And if he's a human, why hasn't he said anything? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man, I'm so glad I found another human. No, I mean, or, be I've quiet. been, hi, my name is this, this is what's going on. No. He has to silently but firmly lead him to another room. Mm. So then they can talk. Oh, yeah, that's true. He could have been like, you know, it's not safe here. They're listening. You know, yeah. that could have been like his. The room they entered was small, and they stood there for a few minutes when a doorway on the opposite side they entered suddenly opened. He escorted Travis into this room that was filled with brightness like daylight, warmth, and fresh air. Mm, fancy. Yeah, so I'm picturing it like they went into this sort of elevator. You know those elevators in the hospital that has doors on both sides? Oh, yeah. And they're mm-hmm. super wide for, like, them to um, have the... Patient. Yeah. The beds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to go in and out of what, yeah. the sides. That's what I'm picturing this to be. And, you know, they come in one and then they go out the other. Hmm. A room that was filled with warmth, fresh air, and brightness. Mm-hmm. daylight. <laughs> They're trying to make him feel more comfortable. Like, you're safe here. We're going to butter you up. Oh, no. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> they went down a steep ramp to a huge room that was just outside of the craft he had been in. He turned back to notice the craft they had just left was shaped like the one from the woods, just larger. This one was about 60 feet in diameter and 16 feet high. So that kind of answers my question that I was asking. Mm-hmm. 60 feet in diameter. That's that's way bigger. That's way bigger. That's way bigger. That has room for surgical stuff or whatever they're doing in there. <laughs> yeah. Hallways yeah. and rooms. Yep. And multiple aliens. Mm-hmm. 16 feet high. Yeah. 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 That's like, I think my ceilings are 15. So yeah, mm-hmm. that is very high. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look at y'all. <laughs> Wait, your ceilings are 15? Mm-hmm. Huh. What are yours? Oh, I don't know. But I'm just picturing it like it's wide, but it's not as the proportion here. It's wider than it is taller. Yeah. But like. Like a. Yeah. 
it's like everything still has to happen kind of in the middle yeah. because the further down the further to the edges you get Smaller, the shorter yeah. it gets because that's what i was thinking about the first one like I guess because that's why he was in that triangle room, whatever, and gets smaller. But, yeah, in. that's true. Because I was like, that, that's, that's not going to be big enough for this. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess this one is. I mean, you got 60 feet. I wonder how big you would need to go down. I ain't good at math. <laughs> <laughs> well, neither am I. We've learned that from the Waco episode. How room do they have? <laughs> trying to math his, his age. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't do math, okay? Mm-mm. No math here. He used to be really good at math, but no, not yeah, anymore. Yeah, you have to do the math. Yeah. Look it up. Maybe it'll tell you somewhere. <laughs> then tell me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 60 feet is pretty big, so. Yeah, 60 feet. And, about how and much 16 room? high. You can... I feel like it's probably like some sort of a two-story. Like, they must have had two layers at eight-foot high ceilings. But then, then that it could only go to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Before you can only do, like, That's one That's probably story. where all, like, their wires and stuff, you know, like... Oh, and the small parts? Yeah, and the smaller parts. If okay. they have wires... Oh, true. He didn't know, have no wires on him, I don't know. It could just be empty space. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's the sleeping quarters. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the man would escort Travis down a hallway ahead of them into this solid white room with a table and a chair in it, as well as three other humans, two men and one woman. Where are these humans coming from? Mm-hmm. I have a theory. Mm. But that's my theory. We'll get into, you know, what happens. Okay. These humans' features were flawless. So, yeah, they're probably aliens. Mm-hmm. No freckles, no wrinkles, scars, or anything to note. Travis would keep asking questions to which he had never received answers to. Yeah, these are aliens, too. Yeah. The different ones. They're making him feel more comfortable. I don't know that it's different ones. But they have some that are, like, people. But, like, perfect people. What do you but mean? But I don't remember what they're called. Like, a type of alien. I don't remember what they're called, though. But they're the type. That mm. are, like, flawless aliens. Mm. Like me. Oh. She won't be up in there. That, it said no freckles, ma'am. Oh. I'm just trying to disguise myself. <laughs> you. You're trying to fit in. <laughs> hmm. That's crazy, though, that freaking he sees... humans (laughs) quote-unquote and that they're flawless just like nothing flawless and they wouldn't answer nothing they don't Mm -hmm. talk because they don't know the language (laughs) they gotta know the language they just ain't talking i i mean maybe they don't have the vocal capability because in their their species in their world it's all telekinetic they're not talking yeah, because it's all telekinetic. What if they're trying to, like, talk to him and he's not answering? They're like, why is his lips moving? No, <laughs> no I think they're smarter than that. I don't, I don't even know that they're trying to talk to him. I think that they're just trying to make him feel comfortable. To, that would not make me comfortable. To see humans? They're not, they're perfect and not saying nothing. I mean, at this point, I probably would, honestly, I mean, he noticed it, but I don't know if I would have noticed how perfect they were. I think I would have just been like, oh, that's some beautiful human beings. Then I'd have been like, why they choose me? (laughs) Sacrifice. (laughs) (laughs) One of the men and the woman approached Travis and escorted him towards the table. He wasn't sure why, but he felt the need to cooperate with them. 
He came to his senses and started to protest, but they would just push him gently backwards onto the table. He noticed the woman suddenly had an object in her hand from out of nowhere that looked like a clear oxygen mask, but there were no tubes connected to it, just a small black golf ball sized sphere attached to it. Sounds like a sex toy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He tried to pull it away, but just as quickly as he noticed she had it, he passed out into a black oblivion. Mm-hmm. I would swallow my pride. I would <laughs> the Leave me at the inside. Oh. <laughs> swallow my doubt, turn it inside out. <laughs> I love that song. Oh my God, yeah. When he finally regained consciousness, he found himself on the cold pavement of West Heber, Arizona. He woke up in time to see a light turn off on the bottom of a curved, gleaming hole. As he raised his head up, a bright white light caught his eye just before it blinked away. Either a light had been turned off, or a hatch had been closed. Hmm. So they returned him home. Yeah. But I'm really, really curious to know what happened to him when he was out. Oh, yeah. Like, obviously he's not going to know because he was out. Mm-hmm. Super curious. That would be cool to know. Or what happened to him before he even woke up the first time. Yeah. You know, with that machine on him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What are they doing to him? Mm-hmm. Probing. <laughs> <laughs> it hovered there for a few moments before it abruptly shot vertically into the sky. Travis would run down the highway to some phone booths at a gas station nearby. He dialed out to the operator because back then you didn't need a dime to dial the operator and he would call his sister. Phone booths, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not just for time traveling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his brother-in-law would answer, and by this time, it was around midnight. Even though his mental state was probably pretty frantic, he was able to tell him where he was and ask for someone to come pick him up. His brother-in-law, Grant, would drive three miles to Travis's mother's house where his brother, Duane, was. And they both debated on the call possibly being a prank call. They both decided to drive the 33 miles to investigate, figuring it's better not to risk it really being Travis. Mm. Yeah, probably do the same. Would you? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you get a call and he says you're... He's your brother, brother-in-law, yeah. and he's been missing for a while. Do we know that? Well, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he wasn't. He was missing for a day. We know, sometime. He wasn't at the park. Whatever. Well, I mean, it's like yeah, because you because the last you heard is that he was electrocuted and then he went missing. Yeah, so. he wasn't there. So yeah, yeah, I'd right. question it too. I'd probably have to go see, at least. Mm-hmm. Especially if it sounds like him. Yeah. But he called the brother-in-law, not the brother. Or the yeah, mother. Yeah, but I mean... Well, know. I guess he called his sister. He called... Yeah, he attempted to call his sister, and her husband picked up. Yeah. But his sister... His brother-in-law should know his voice, too. Yeah, that's true. But they baited about it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> On the way home from picking him up, Travis would attempt to tell them what happened to him, but he was so frantic he just couldn't get it all out. Grant and Dwayne would tell him to just calm down, that he's okay now, and asked him if they harmed him. 
Travis noticed it was after midnight and mentioned to his brothers that he must have been unconscious for a couple hours now because he only remembers about an hour or 90 minutes inside of that thing. The brothers look at him strangely and tell him he had been missing for five days. Now, now we see why they debated so long, you know. It's a bunch of days. That's a bunch of days. <laughs> bunch of days to be missing. <laughs> News of this event got around and UFOlogists around the world have written about his experience. Travis believed that aliens took him on board to save his life. He believes that the blue-green light that initially struck him nearly killed him, and the aliens took him on board to save him. So they, like, killed him and then tried to save him? Well, I don't know. Maybe they were trying to leave and didn't realize that he was, like, in the way. <laughs> and, you know. True, true, yeah. Yeah. He was trying to leave, yeah. Or they were trying to leave, and he got mm -hmm. in the way, and oops. Oops. He's a stupid human. <laughs> <laughs> Travis would be asked in an interview why he didn't think they would just leave him there after harming him. His response was, to be killed on my own fault would be understandable, you know. I got too close and got myself hurt. But if they had taken off and left me, then it would be like, aliens kill man. So instead of leaving me as galactic roadkill, they had to take me on board and revive me. <laughs> He goes on to say he felt it was fortunate the crew did flee because the closest hospital was an hour away and they didn't know CPR. So if they did drag him to safety, he probably would have died. See, look, I would have fled and you would have been saved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, touche. See, I got you don't you. know CPR? I do, but I mean, I can't promise I can do it for that long. <laughs> <laughs> Until the authorities arrive, somebody gets there to help. That's a long time to be like, <gasps> You probably yeah, would have gotten some taken ribs. by the aliens, too, if you stayed. Yeah, I probably would have, yeah. They probably would have taken us all. Just in case. No, no witnesses left. <laughs> oh, no, no, kill us, save you. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite interesting, though. Yeah. So I wonder why they didn't, like, revive him there and then leave him there instead of like, however far they dropped him off. How did he even get there? Well, from what I understand, it seems like, it seems like the one that he saw that hurt, harmed him, the, the craft, went to, like, a, a mini mothership, if oh, you yeah, will. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because it was the second one that he was in that seemed to be the one that healed him. Yeah. Like, they transported him up to that one. So, it's like they had to take him. Maybe they didn't have the room or... The space to be able to heal him in that smaller one so they took him up there which had that whatever on his chest mm -hmm. and then that's the one he tried to escape and then the human saw him and they went into the bigger open to, to the real mothership yeah <laughs> to where they finished healing him hmm true so travis felt the aliens had saved his life and me being who I am, I probably would have felt the same. <laughs> you would have. <laughs> would have. Yeah, you would have. Yeah, because if the last thing you remember is being electrocuted and then you wake up in the aliens and then, you know, all of that happens and then you wake up back in Arizona just, you know, on the ground and you're fine. Yeah. Say nothing's, nothing's wrong with him. You don't feel weird or anything. Yeah, or different or 
I probed mean, him, you mm-hmm. know. Maybe, maybe they did save him. Yeah, they probably probed him in the process, and you know, <laughs> made him healed him so he didn't feel like he had been probed. probed hey. But still, yeah, I I would agree with him. I think that possibly. So, mm-hmm. what do you think? Do you think that his story is true? Do you think that it's just a figment of his imagination? Maybe he got electrocuted. Maybe they're mm-hmm. all mistaking it to be some sort of down power line. Um, do you think that the aliens saved his life in fear of, like, us finding out about them via, like, galactic roadkill, as he said? <laughs> yeah. Or do you think Travis is just crazy, you know? So I think even, uh, if they would have, like, electrocuted him and left him there, I don't think we would be thinking galactic roadkill. We just think Travis is crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. They all seen it. But like, what if he did get electrocuted and then just like woke up and ran off? Because people have been struck up by lightning and survive. Mm-hmm. So maybe he just had like this breakdown or something and passed out somewhere for a few days. Well, I don't know because the men drove away. Like they saw it happen and then they drove away. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like, what if that happened? But then the rest didn't. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. You would, so, wait. What if the alien ship was there and electrocuted him and then they just took off? <laughs> oh, and he made up the rest of the story? Yeah, but, like, he thought it's real. Oh, and, like, maybe it, like, put him in some sort of psychic psychosis and he, like, got yeah. up and wandered off. And so when all his friends and coworkers came back, he was missing. Yeah. They're like, but he was, like, wandering in the woods for five days or something. Yeah, but he didn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So that but- would fall under, you, do you think he's just crazy? Um, uh, no, I don't think he's crazy. Do I think it's real? I don't know. I do believe in aliens. They all say they've seen the UFO, right? Mm-hmm. I love talking. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard for me to, like, you know, the, um, can't believe, like, what you don't see or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, okay, listen to this. Mm-hmm. All of the men took polygraph tests and they passed. Mm-hmm. So they were put to the test, to the lie detector test, and they all passed. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that what they saw, you know, to be a UFO is confirmed, but it just means that they truly believed what they saw was some sort of a UFO. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. But yeah, so I don't know. I think I think it was real. I think that it's so hard. The story's real. It's so hard for me to believe people, but I mean, I do believe in aliens and UFOs and stuff. So I don't know. Some people, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. Mm-hmm. Which was going to bring our question, but um, you know, do you believe in aliens? And I think that is something that we yeah. both agree on. Mm-hmm. So I think a different question for today's episode. So, um, thank you to our listeners who submitted this one. When you're drinking milk. Oh, no. Do you... Th- oh, well, you don't like milk like I do. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but do you ever think that you're drinking milk from the same cow? The same cow? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've never had that thought, but it's a really good thought. Like, I, I do wonder, is this like... Is this gallon the same the same from the same cow as this gallon? <laughs> no, I never like, thought that. You know, mm. especially if they're coming from the same farm. Yeah, it's all pasteurized. I'm sure they all mix it together. So we probably. Yeah. I mean, 
I feel like that's probably how it works. They all mix it yeah. all together and then pasteurize it and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm sure at some point, yeah, we are drinking the milk <laughs> from the same cow multiple times. I don't know. Milk's nasty. I ain't drinking no milk. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I love milk. Nasty. Ugh. You like chocolate milk. Yeah, chocolate milk's good. I like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it man. has to be a lot of chocolate. In my chocolate milk. I do like a lot of chocolate mm-hmm. in my chocolate milk. Yeah. I got my kid hooked on it. Well, not <laughs> as much. Like, I don't... I'm I'm not getting that started early where it's a lot of chocolate in yeah. it. But he does love some chocolate milk. He mm-hmm. likes milk, too. I love milk. I can't believe it. My brother loves milk. Like, when he was growing up, I'm pretty sure he would drink a milk or... A, a milk or two. <laughs> a gallon or two, like, in a couple of days. Mm-mm. Yeah, a whole gallon or two in a couple of days. What? <laughs> I couldn't milk drink it breath. that quick, but oh yeah, <laughs> milk I don't breath. like that. I don't mm. like the way that milk gives you that filmy feeling. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think? Have you ever had that thought? Do you ever drink? Do you ever have you ever thought that you know you're drinking from the same cow mm-hmm. multiple times? <laughs> Never. Do you believe in aliens? <laughs> we'll have a two question today. Do you like milk? We'll have three questions. Yeah, three questions. Do you like milk? <laughs> or do you just prefer chocolate milk or neither? And if you're lactose intolerant, what type of lactose intolerant friendly... Kind of nut milk you like. Yeah, what kind of nut milk do you like? <laughs> I do like cashew milk. Cashew? Mm-hmm. I like some nut milk. Some what? Some nut milk. Nut milk. Alright, that'll do it for today for the Travis Walton story. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to give us a thumbs up if you're on YouTube or leave us a review on your favorite podcast site. Don't forget to submit your questions down below or head over to our Facebook and leave a comment or send us a message. And as always, stay stay curious. There were no visible antenna or protrusion. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Oh, I want some roasted marshmallows. Oh, I don't like s'mores. <gasps> I have stuff to make s'mores except the marshmallows. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Aliens, leave her alone. Leave me alone. Leave her alone, marshmallows. I believed you. Yeah, she believed you. Don't. Marshmallows. Don't. She's a marshmallow. The marshmallows. <laughs>